When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in a third voice. Let's bring in Mo Egger on the ByThePhoenix.com guest line. He is an afternoon host from 3 to 6 p.m. on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati and heard on WLW AM 700 as well. Also host of the Mo Egger podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Egger. So, Mo, do you ever get tired of talking about... Joe Burrow's looks and, you know, the casuals are just like, don't bet against Joe Burrow. Have you seen his swag? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I want to be called corruptible just once in my life. <laughs> oh, God. Might be too uh, late for you. Yeah, it, <laughs> way too late for me. Um, you know, it's interesting. We, we don't we don't spend a lot of time on his looks, I'll be honest with you, but but it has come up. It's come up with my wife, but um, <laughs> God. I've said this on our show uh, in in all seriousness. I think sometimes what does happen with with Joe is we talk so much about the intangible that what gets neglected is the fact that he's really good at the nuts and bolts of playing quarterback. And and I I remember talking about this often during the postseason run last year where, you know, folks were a lot of folks were just sort of getting to know Joe Burrow for the first time. And it was his sunglasses and his coats and his sweatpants and all that stuff is awesome. All that stuff is a lot of fun to talk about, but I I remember saying like, I I feel like that is dominating the conversation just a little bit too much because what doesn't get enough attention is he's not just a guy with some fun outfits and cool hair who happens to play quarterback. He's an elite level quarterback who happens to have nice hair and fun sunglasses and Seinfeld pants. And I think what has happened this year is we've talked a little bit more about, you know, how good he is at the mechanics of the position. Um, and, you know, he's he's always grouped with, and understandably so, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and those guys. And with those guys, it's it's a little bit more the nuts and bolts of what they do on the football field. Patrick Mahomes, it's the sidearm passes. It's the, the magic that he can make when he extends a play. With Josh Allen, it's it's him running the ball. It's the measurables. It's the physical traits. And with Joe, it tends to be – less tangible stuff. I think the conversation has gradually uh, changed, evolved. And now we talk about how good Joe is at actually playing quarterback. Right. Well, because to do what he has done with that offensive line and even last game, because that was the narrative was, you know, half the offensive line is hurt. They're going to have real issues going against Buffalo, but let's switch gears to this Kansas city and Cincinnati game. Cause it is a good one. Why has Cincinnati matched up so well with the Chiefs because that's another storyline this week. Can Cincinnati win their four straight against Kansas City? Why have they matched up so well? Well, I think there's I think there's two reasons. First of all, what you think about when you think about the Chiefs, the Bengals have, right? Now I, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and go, well Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, but they're equals, they're peers. You know, obviously Patrick Mahomes has a cannon of an arm that maybe no human being has and he's won a title and Joe hasn't, hasn't been in the league as long, but 
Typically, if the Kansas City Chiefs go into a game, you're looking at the quarterback matchup going, okay, at the game's most important position, they've got an advantage. Even if you think Patrick Mahomes is better, the, the advantage isn't isn't so stark that it tips it tips the scales dramatically in, in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You think of their offense and the skill guys they bring to the table. Obviously, that's changed since they traded Tyreek Hill. Well, the Bengals have elite skill guys. So I think you start with that. I think the other thing, though, is they've got a defensive coordinator in Lou Anarumo who's done a good job, not over the course of entire games, because, man, there have been moments the, the Chiefs in the championship game last year jumped out to a 21-3 lead, and in the first half offensively they looked unstoppable. But there have been stretches in the game where the Bengals have just, I think to a degree, been able to confuse Patrick Mahomes. I think if you look, I was watching it, uh, NFL Network showed it last night, the uh, AFC championship game. If you go back to the second half and overtime, uh, they dropped so many guys in the coverage. I think it dramatically confused Patrick Mahomes. They showed him different looks in the regular season game this year. Uh, they've been able to do things that other defenses haven't been able to do. It's also they've got good personnel. Um, th- their defense might lack huge household names. They might not have one guy like a Chris Jones for Kansas City that you go, okay, man, we got to make sure this guy doesn't screw up everything we're trying to do in the game. But they don't have any holes. Um, they've got a good front seven. Um, a good secondary. Now this week uh, they've been playing the last two and a half months without their top cover corner. And that's obviously going to continue. So they got to figure that out, but they've also done a good job on Travis Kelsey, you know, go back to the, the first time they played last year in the regular season, Travis Kelsey didn't have a second half catch this year in the regular season. He didn't have a first half catch and they forced a huge turnover from him in the fourth quarter. They've just, they've had the antidote to a degree to what the chiefs do offensively. And I think that's why this game uh, on Sunday is basically a pick em. What the Chiefs do well, the Bengals have a counter for, and the strengths of the Chiefs are mirrored by the strengths of the Cincinnati Bengals. We're talking with Mo Egger, ESPN Cincinnati, about the big game between the Bengals and the Chiefs this weekend. Mo, you talk about like these small intangibles, and I think it's even more of a micro. I don't know if you remember this, but this was a package when Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were all still at LSU. And they showed how they had this exercise where they would throw, but Joe Burrow would throw a ball through these like small windows as this practice for them to get on the same page. And I think that there's this kind of DNA that's been built between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase that I don't think you probably have seen for me since Rice in Montana. And <laughs> I think that is the small factor that people don't, because you can game plan to try and stop Jamar Chase. And it does not seem like anybody could do that. I think there's because there's a mental connection with the two. I'm like, my God, if Justin Jefferson ever became unhappy, it ended up in Cincinnati, <laughs> shut down half of the NFL, right? So is that the intangible that that the Bengals know that they have, that even Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey had to learn as professionals, this is what Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow did, before they even signed their first NFL deal, that these guys are already kind of like the Siamese twins. Yeah, I mean, look, when the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase, the big debate was, well, do they take him or do they take Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman? Right. You could make convincing arguments for both, right? They needed offensive line help, and Jamar Chase had a chance to be one of the best wide receivers in the sport. Both were probably going to make your team better. But for a lot of folks, the tiebreaker was – did you watch the 2019 LSU Tigers? Did you see those games? Did you see what those two guys have? Uh, that's going to translate instantly. Uh, and and it did. I mean, um, 
the other thing with with Jamar, there is a there was a terrific piece written by I think it was Peter King. In fact, I know it was this past summer when he came to to watch the Bengals during training camp. It illustrates the kind of gym rat that Jamar Chase is. This is a guy who loves to practice. This is a guy who, you know, isn't just an otherworldly talent. Uh, he fits in with the, the Joe Burrow sort of work ethic, and and that carried over from what they had at LSU to here. So, yeah, I, I do think there's some sort of uh, telepathic connection those two have. I also think the Bengals have gotten really good this year at figuring out different ways to use Jamar Chase because last year, and you saw it in the regular season game against Kansas City, boy, there was a whole lot of just throw it up to Jamar and have him go get it. Well, teams changed how they defended the Bengals this year, and so they had to be more creative with how they used him. And I thought the Buffalo game last week was a, a perfect portrait of that. They had him in the backfield. They put him pretty much anywhere. They've uh, expanded the, the route tree that he runs, and within the context of that offense, then you add the other guys they have. It's rare that Jamar Chase isn't open. Um, it, it's been it's been a game changer for the Bengals, and and obviously, you know, the, the decision to take him in 2021 in the draft has been uh, very easily and very clearly justified. All right, so now we've set the stage. Uh, what's going on with the Bengals? Why they're more than just Joe Burrow's sunglasses and his swaggy mm. looks? Uh, so we are a sports betting show. So what are some actionable angles on this game? Who do you think has big games? Do you see a total? Do you think it's going to be high scoring? What are some of the angles you're looking at here? Well, the the line has kind of moved all over the place, and that's obviously mm-hmm. largely a reaction to to Patrick Mahomes. The Bengals were the second best team in the league against the spread this season, for for what it's worth. Uh, I, I kind of prefer to go a little bit more future. I think if you like Cincinnati on Sunday, well, okay, then then why wouldn't you bet him a step further and get the value? So you can buy him to beat the Eagles at plus five hundred. You can buy him to beat San Francisco at plus seven hundred. And if you think they're going to win the whole thing, then Joe Burrow is probably going to be the MVP. So why wouldn't you take a bite on plus 330? There's actually a Bengals under prop that I really like. Joe Mixon, I'm going to go under three and a half catches. I think that's uh, that number is a little high. He hasn't had that many catches in either of the two postseason games. He's not their two-minute back. They have Samaj P. Ryan in often on uh, passing downs because he's the better blocker. And to a degree, he's been the slightly more reliable pass catcher in big games. Uh, I'm staying away from that one. Uh, Joe Mixon, three and a half, I'll go under. Um, as as for the game itself, I, you know, these are two equals. Uh, these are these are across the board two equals. They've played in three one-possession games in the last, I don't know, 55, 56 weeks. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs should always feel good about their chances. They have Patrick Mahomes. They've got a Hall of Fame coach. They've got some disruptors on the defensive line. They have, I think, a better secondary than last year. The Cincinnati Bengals should feel pretty good about where they are. They have uh, an MVP finalist quarterback. They got by behind that bad offensive line last week or that that patchwork offensive line, I should say, last week. They have elite skill guys and top to bottom a very solid defense. The one thing they have is a track record. And so for all the folks who say, well, it's really hard to beat a team four times in over a year, just over a year, I don't think it is. Um, From a Cincinnati perspective, I've seen them beat Kansas City with this team. Chiefs fan can't say that. So my money is on Cincinnati. Uh, in terms of of the total, the Bengals were sort of all over the board with that this year. Um, they're not – what's weird about them is they have games in which they're going to come out and they're going to play tempo, and then they take their foot off the gas. You saw it against Buffalo a little bit last week. 
if they run the ball as effectively as they did, the drives are going to be long. They're going to be sustained. Uh, these are two good special teams. These are also, you have Joe Burrow, a quarterback who doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So there's not going to be a whole lot of Kansas city chiefs, short field drives. So as much as people are going to be tempted to bite the over with these two teams because of the quarterbacks, I'm leaning a little bit under on Sunday. I'll kind of pay attention to that as uh, we get closer to kickoff. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, talking about time of possession, because we'll see this between two great offensive teams is that they just hold on to the ball and they have these long drives. That is an over killer. So be careful mm -hmm. when taking a look at a total this weekend. Great insight uh, from Mo Egger. You can find him on Twitter at Mo Egger. Also, afternoon host from 3 to 6 p.m. on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Great stuff today, Mo Egger. Thank you for joining us. Anytime, guys. Thank you. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.